This is the Small Moves Podcast with your host, Jason Hertzberger, episode 41. Bacon, bank, Benjamins, bills, bread, bucks, C-note, cabbage, cash, cheddar, coin, cream, dead presidents, dinero, dough, green, large, loot, moolah, notes, OPM, and scratch. Probably going to end up talking about one of them today. You're listening to the Small Moves Podcast. Small steps for big progress. With your host, Jason Hertzberger. Your your next step starts now. Hey, everybody. Today is Friday. Thanks for listening to the episode of the show today. Today's topic area is going to be focusing on income or money, if you couldn't tell from the beginning of this episode. The topic that I want to cover today is trying to figure out what that lovely term is that everybody's kicking around these days, and that is what is called a side hustle. Basically, in my opinion, the side hustle or the concept of the side hustle has gotten a little bit of a bad rap lately. Some people have sort of been overusing the term a little bit, and it's gotten to the point where it's gotten a little obnoxious because we're all seeing ads for this or courses to teach people how to start a side hustle or everybody should come and pay my pay for my system and join me and use my thing as your side hustle or whatever it might be. There just seems to be an endless amount of this information online. And unfortunately, a lot of it tends to be a little misleading, but I do have to say that it is something that is worth considering if you consider it right. And what I mean by that is you have to try and find something that fits your lifestyle, fits the type of arrangement that you have with, if you have a family, with your family or with the amount of time that you want to be dedicating on top of the full-time work that you're doing right now. Um, I've got to tell you that, you know, the, I'm constantly investing and I'm constantly looking for potential options for what, you know, can be called side hustles, basically finding additional ways to generate income streams outside of your main source of income. Now, for if you've been listening for a little while, you know that my main source of income is a small delivery business that got established back in October of 2010. So that's been around for a little while. But um, something that, as funny as it sounds, that didn't really dawn on me until relatively recently was that this business that I have that has been my full-time gig for over seven years and that has been incredibly profitable for for me over that time period started out as a side hustle that until I really started thinking about it, I didn't really, that didn't really dawn on me that that was actually the case. So something that just based on that experience with me, that's something that I think I'm trying to keep in mind. And I think that you should also keep in mind if you are looking for some possible way to generate additional income streams on top of your main source of income, whether you're a full-time nine to five employee and you're just looking to make some money on the side, whether it be driving as an Uber driver or renting out your place in Airbnb or whatever other source might be out there for you to consider selling products online, making products and selling them online, whatever it is. Something that I think 
is critical in the in that search is finding something that you might very well be comfortable taking on eventually as your full-time gig. Now, that's something that a lot of people don't seem to consider all that much with regards to a side hustle because they just view it as, okay, this is a way to make you a couple extra hundred bucks, you know, a month or a week or whatever it might be. But, you know, that has a tendency, in my opinion, that has a tendency to sort of color the concept of a side hustle in a bad light where it's just sort of it's sort of just about money and it's just about something that you're is basically something to do with your throwaway time. It's like, well, hey, I can either be sitting here playing video games or maybe I can make you a couple extra bucks. Um, that's not really how I think you should look at it. That's not how I try to look at it. And luckily now going back and with some retrospection, the that's not how I viewed what I'm doing now myself. And that's something that ended up working out pretty well for me over these last seven years in that I was able to fairly quickly take on something that was just sort of a little stopgap to help me get over a small revenue drop in my previous business that I had ended up very quickly turning into my primary source of income. And then I ended up just ditching the previous source of income the previous business that I was doing before that. And it's worked out magnificently well for me. So I, and I couldn't be happier about it. So something that I think we need to keep in mind, if you're thinking about trying to find some way to make a couple extra bucks for whatever that reason is, whether it be punching up on your retirement savings, punching up on college savings for your kids, if that inform, if that happens to apply, um, Whatever your reason, you know, whether it be just pre, you know, funding and funding more vacations, funding more time off, like whatever, whatever your reason is for needing to generate needing or wanting, I should say, to generate more income. I think you need to keep in mind that you should be searching for those opportunities very similarly to you looking for opportunities for full time income just like you would be considering those options because this could be something that turns into your full-time income and you don't want to end up getting stuck with something that you're not happy with. And similarly, if you are doing your full-time gig and you happen to love what it is that you're doing right now and your side gig is something that does make you a few extra bucks, but honestly, you can't really stand it, you're probably not going to stick with it in any way that's going to end up being able to generate a decent amount of income for you, regardless of what it is. Like if you're, if you're, let's say, for example, if you're a teacher or you're doing clerical work in an office, or even if you're an exec in an office, if you're looking to try and find ways to punch up your income a little bit for whatever the reason might be, and you decide to say, sign up to be an Uber driver. Well, if you're antisocial and a nervous driver and you don't really like strangers, but you see it as a way to possibly earn income, odds are you're probably not going to stick with it very long. Same goes with the concept of renting out that spare bedroom that you have or your couch on Airbnb or whatever it might be. If you're just kind of generally nervous about 
having strangers in your place and you, God forbid, in a worst case scenario, you know, if it's a, it's a, if it's a shared situation, you've got somebody that you effectively don't know staying in your house and you have no confidence whatsoever in your means of defending yourself in the event of something coming up, odds are you're probably not going to stick with it very long. Um regardless of the money that you make from it. So that's something I think you really need to keep in mind. And just to kind of give you guys a heads up, or I should say, give you guys a look at some of the stuff that I'm considering. I've been poking around online and obviously, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I, my, I have a delivery business in place and something that I came across recently that I'm investigating now is a company called Rapify, uh, spelled like spelled like Christmas wrapping, Rapify. Very interesting concept, and it's one that seems one of what I'm about to describe to you that seems to have something of a decent reputation. Um, I haven't really found too many negative reviews out there, whereas other companies that are similar to it uh, require you to pay a lot of money up front, and you don't really end up making a lot of money at the end of the day because of that. Uh, but it's a company that basically pays you to put paid advertising on your vehicle. Um it can run with you just putting a small placard on your car versus putting a larger portion of signage on maybe a larger portion of your car. And then the next one up, which is the full on, which is they quite literally wrap up the entire car, front, top, back, center, like everything. And you drive around in the area that you normally drive. And if there's a campaign that some some company is willing to pay for, they pay to put the stuff on your car. They Then you just go about your business. You go about driving. If you're somebody that's fanatical about the appearance of your car, this is probably not a great fit for you. But if you don't give a hot damn about what your car really looks like, not really, this might be something to think about. They're the top end of their earnings range. So they report the top end of their earnings range, which is generally geared towards people that live in high traffic high traffic, high marketable areas, and that drive 25 plus miles a day. That seems to be the criteria that fits their highest earning people, which is a very small percentage of their people because not a lot of people drive over 25 miles a day. That number falls somewhere in the neighborhood of about 400, well, I think 300 to about $450 per month. Now, that's not exactly the level of money that's going to completely change your lifestyle forever, of course. You know, we're only talking, call it, you know, shy of $5,000 a year. But what that, will do, what that will do for you is if you've got a car that has a $400 car payment or a $450 car payment that you're paying already anyway, you generate this kind of in income and you pay off the car twice as early or you use that. Basically, it makes your car fully self-sustaining and it effectively eliminates your car payment for you, freeing up that money in the rest of your budget for whatever reason you want to use it for. I thought that that argument for something like that was actually pretty compelling. So that's something that I'm investigating doing right now. Uh, next time around on one of these 
episodes, I will report back to tell you if I did indeed try an experiment with that and see if I wanted to do it or not. At the moment, basically the early stages of doing that is you download the app, they track your location, they track your driving, and then after about 50 miles are driven, which does not take long for someone like me, um, once you cross the 50 mile mark, you get put into the database with that geography and they report back to you, hey, there are companies that are looking for someone like you or not. Um, I will report back and let you know how that's going. The other bigger one that I'm working on right now is something that some of you, if you're familiar with online business, you might be familiar with or you might not. But I was re-listening to a few episodes of one of my favorite podcasts myself, which is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn. And I was going back to some of the episodes from last year. I took a small hiatus from listening to podcasts the middle part of last year as I was preparing to launch this show just to sort of cut back a little bit on the white noise in my head. And uh, there were some episodes that I missed, so I was just going back into the archives. And one of them, pardon me, one of them was an interview with a guy named Ryan Grant. And Ryan Grant is a full-time uh, Amazon FBA retail arbitrage reseller. Now, if all of that sounds like gobbledygook to you, basically what that ex- what that very simply means is he and his team of employees walk into physical retail stores in their area buy stuff that's on sale for freakishly low prices, turns around, ships them out, and sells them off on Amazon for a profit. Put very simply, that's what he does. Now, he has a system that that he teaches people how to basically do the same thing that he does. He has an online course that I am working through some of the material of that right now and seeing if that's something that I might end up doing. I have a, much to the chagrin of my delightful wife, um, I have a little bit of a uh, obsession with actually going out and doing shopping at some of the the uh, home goods stores and like the Home Depots and Lowe's and big lots and whatever it might be, finding things that we just really absolutely positively don't need around the house. And uh, so I figured that that's something that might be an interesting fit for me because it's something where if I'm going out and getting stuff anyway, or we're going out in the family and getting stuff anyway, is there a way to turn these things into a profitable trip? I don't know if that is something that will happen, will end up being the case or not, but it's something that I'm actually experimenting with to see if it's something that could be a good fit for me on the side of my delivery business as well as this podcast. So I'm always trying to experiment with something or at least trying to learn something new just because you never really know what is going to end up hitting or you won't end up knowing what might strike your fancy. Some things that sound absolutely out of the realm of what's normal for you, which in my case was be, you know, doing a delivery service back when I was a primary, you know, fundraising consultant for congressional and senatorial candidates back, you know, seven, eight years ago. This was nowhere, what I'm doing now is nowhere remotely close to a delivery person, but I'm like, eh, you know what? 
I've, you know, I've got about probably six months until I end up latching on to my next campaign for the next cycle. I'll have some downtime. There's massive amounts of brain power and responsibility associated with being involved at the higher levels of a political campaign. There's almost no brain power needed to be a delivery guy, or so I thought. You know what? What the heck? Let me give it a try. And now here I am, seven and a half almost seven and a half, almost eight years later with a highly profitable business that's very well established with solid contracts that is very easy to operate. So you never really know what is going to end up sticking until you give things a try. So that's something that I think could be the key is really sort of the main takeaway from this chat this week is that if you're looking for ways to generate extra income, there are lots and lots and lots of ways to try and do so. The lion's share of them are not going to work for you. Sad, sad and sorry to give you the, uh, the reality there, but there are some that probably will, and you don't really know what they are until you give them a shot. Like for me, that might end up being this Amazon FBA business. It might end up being the rap rapify thing, or maybe some combination of the two, since one of them requires effort and the other one basically doesn't. Then, you know, there could be, obviously I mentioned about this podcast, there's some consulting work that I've been getting approached about from people that listen to this show that are looking for some customized solutions that are similar to what we talk about on, on this show to their own problems. And they're, they're looking to sort of get some, some perspective on those things. That might be something that I look to continue in the future. Don't really know at this point. Um, if you have any thoughts about that, please let me know. But really, that's about all I wanted to cover this week. I wanted to keep this one a little bit short. Last week's episode ran a little long. So I'm going to go ahead and let you go. But if I wanted to, if I could really rehash one thing for this week is if you're thinking that you might want to try and find a way to make more money, I could bring the, I could say the cliche thing. Well, well, of course, who isn't looking to make more money? That might not necessarily be true for everybody. Some people are perfectly happy with where they are right now. And if that's you, God bless you, sir or ma'am or non-binary people. That is perfectly fine. Good for you. A lot of people are always struggling to find a better way to get by. And if you are, I just want to encourage you or stress to you that while you're looking to do so, please, please, please. Think of it as something that you might end up sticking with as your full-time thing at some point down the road. Doesn't mean you end up ha- you're going to end up having to do that, but I think it's incredibly important to walk into any of these situations viewed in the way that it could be something that you did full-time because maybe it does end up generating you some revenue, maybe not a lot, maybe it doesn't end up being full-time. But at the very least, if you don't hate it, if it's not boring or scary or obnoxious to you in any way, even if it's generating a relatively low amount of income, if you can find a way to systematize it where it's not causing you an enormous amount of effort, then you'll probably keep it around. And all of a sudden, poof, you've got two streams of income, not just one. And then you try something else and then poof, you've got three streams of income and not just one. That's an incredibly warm feeling to have, knowing that you have multiple streams of income 
regardless of how large or small they are, it's something. And if it's something that you don't disdain and God forbid that you actually enjoy doing, maybe you'll end up keeping it around and that's nothing but a good thing. And maybe one day when you decide, once you get to, you know, small side stream of income number five or six or whatever it might be, once that number equals your full-time gig, which you may not be the biggest fan of, you'll have the option to hop off and do your part-time gigs full-time. And you can choose one of them that you want to put a lot of focus on, or maybe you can evenly spread it out among a lot of different opportunities and, you know, maintain the same number of streams of income, but just ratchet them all up, maybe 5, 10, 25, 20, 25%, and easily make up for the full-time income that you just decided to let go. There's a lot of ways to go into this process, but however you do decide to go into it, go into it eyes open with the perspective of could I, would I, would I want to do this with 100% of my available time if I wanted to? If the answer is yes, give it a whale, you know, give it a whale, give it a try. Let's see and just see how it goes. That's what I'm trying with this Amazon FBA thing. I want to see how it goes with the spare amount of time that I've got to dedicate to it on top of the stuff that I'm doing already, you know, with the Rapify thing that doesn't really take any, any time at all outside of the periodic every few months, having them change the wrap on the car. So you got to go in to get the car, get the thing yanked off the car and put a new one on. But outside of that, you're not doing anything you're not doing anyway. So what the hell, give it a shot and see what happens. If nothing comes of it. Oh, well, no skin off your back. I'm going to go ahead and leave you with that. I really hope you guys have a great weekend. If you could really quick before you go, go ahead and click subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to this show on right now, whether it be iTunes or Google play or stitcher, you know, whatever it might be overcast, go ahead and click subscribe because I've got some really great interviews that I've done over the last few weeks that'll be coming out spanning the next month or so. We got some really great stuff coming up. This is episode 41. We are coming up on episode 50. It's a big milestone episode for newer podcasters like myself. Very, very proud to get there. I have recorded episode 50 already with an amazing guest, which I will tell you about later. So go ahead and subscribe to the show. And also, please, please go over to smallmoves.co forward slash community And that takes you to the community Facebook group. Give it a like or a follow or comment about this show and let me know what you thought about it. I'm really glad that you stuck with me through this episode. And thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot that you're sticking with me through this show. This show has been a blessing. It has been a huge amount of fun for me to get started. It was absolutely terrifying to me when I first started out and some of the feedback that I've been getting from the show and just seeing the number of people that are downloading and listening to the show is incredibly heartening and rewarding for me. And I really thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you next time around. You've got this. 